The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. Want to hear this show first? No ads, no fuss. You can at patreon.com forward slash Benny Mac Productions. Thanks for listening. You're listening to In The Corner with Benny Mac. Unfiltered. Uncensored. And unforgiving. Here's the man in the corner, Benny Mac. One day I will get out of the corner. Hello, I am Benny Mac, of course. Welcome to In the Corner. Uh, welcome to this Patreon exclusive episode. Again, this will be available for about two weeks for Patreons like yourself. So thank you very much. But it will be on the SJP World Media. Uh, site on the feed there uh, after two weeks uh, joining me for this uh, Patreon exclusive again he's becoming a bit of a regular already <laughs> but NJB joins me as we are going to be discussing SummerSlam 1998 how you doing NJB? I'm very well I say I sent you before as long as your checks don't bounce I will be here <laughs> well as I said they're in the post mate so uh, you just keep an eye out <laughs> okay yeah man um yeah obviously SummerSlam is coming up uh very soon in the next couple of weeks as we record this so it's kind of naturally fallen let's talk some SummerSlam. and as we were talking on the uh i think on the money in the bank show and possibly on the top five um wwe you know bouts that we chose um we kept talking about SummerSlam. you well you brought up SummerSlam 98 because it was the first show WWF rise that you ever saw, right? Yeah, it was. Well, to be fair, it was the, it was the first pay per view I'd ever saw. Because even though, as you well know, I used to watch, I watched WCW when I first got into wrestling. Yeah, I didn't know where to watch their pay per views. I mean, whereas like the WWF would go, yeah, you can catch our pay per views on Sky Sports at such and such time. Yeah, yeah, and then they went into I, Sky Box Office a bit before didn't the, before the WWE Network came out. I had never watched the WCW pay per view. Do you know what? The only time I ever caught any WCW uh, stuff was on Channel 5 over here. And that's when Channel 5 was relatively a new channel. And that makes yeah. it sound really old now because everybody's like, Channel 5? There was only five channels? Yes, unless you had Sky, there was only five terrestrial channels, ladies and gents, over here in the UK. Um, I still remember, mate. I still remember the guy coming around testing the signal for Channel 5 in our house. It was so weird. Um <laughs> Um, and Channel 5 basically was I'm sorry, it was just softcore porn for the first six months, to be honest it was more or less, yeah. <laughs> they had nothing, I say that I was you know, about 16 years old, so you know it is what it is mm. um, <laughs> not that I'm complaining about that no, 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 I wasn't complaining <laughs> about it um, <laughs> something I didn't really put together, which is, seems so weird now, that I once I thought I was like, how have I not noticed this before so your first show, <clears throat> excuse me, was SummerSlam 1998 the show took place in Madison Square Garden. Yep. My, my first show, two years later, in the Royal Rumble, was also in Madison Square Garden. Oh, no way. I didn't even <laughs> think of that, mate. Do you know what I mean? So I'm two years behind you in terms of when I watched the uh, WWF. But I basically started in the same arena, and if you want to go from that point of view, it's, it's just random, you know? Um. So yeah, uh, yeah. I just put that together earlier. <laughs> so um, I've seen clips of this pay per view myself, mate. I have never watched it in its entirety. Although 
one little gripe I'm going to put us for before we get into the show, mate, is to, is it me or is it does, does this seem like it's been taken off a VHS tape? Like because there's backstage exclusives, there seems to be things cut out of it. Obviously, you can fill that in for me a bit later on, but but when they have uh, certain things happening. It feels like it's been very roughly cut. I mean, really roughly cut in places. Like, all of a sudden, oh, here's JR and King again. Or, oh, this is, there's somebody in the ring, you know? There's stuff like that happening. Um, well, I mean, it is from 98. So, I mean, it's not as if it's, uh, like, the sort of equipment that we have available to, like, recording a show today. I mean, it could well have been a, <laughs> a tape copy that was digitized and then added to the network. So, I mean... Yeah, but you think they'd have the the um sort of hard copies of this considering it's there maybe there's something wrong with it i don't know uh it just seemed a bit weird to me uh, that it sort of cut off here and then that was it uh but yeah anyway we'll get into that anyway um just before we get into the pay-per-view mate <laughs> 1998 very long, a long time ago obviously um well, that's not reminding me yeah, it was 1998 was a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> did I tell you that already? I can't remember. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and you're older than me, so this should be affecting you too. Yeah, I know, I know. I, I, may, I feel it, trust me. Um, as I said, I wasn't watching until 2000, so, you know. But anyway, I thought, well, let's find, up so- find out some facts from 1998. And I, initially, I, mean, I was going to look up fuel prices, and I thought it would be really depressing, so I didn't. Uh, yeah. So I went for something a bit happier. <laughs> And uh, so in August, so in the UK chart, then in uh, number one in August, mate. So this is when his pay per view was pay per view. This actually was the end of August, in fairness, uh, August thirtieth, wasn't it? SummerSlam nineteen ninety eight. But um, UK's number one in August, mate, was the Manic Street Preachers. If you tolerate this, your children will be next. Uh, that was one. That's a, that's a chill. That's a cheerful title. Yeah, yeah. But just to make it a bit happier, and to be honest, this I didn't mean for this to happen, but this and but it makes sense at the same time. Um, also, it hit number one that year in Christmas time, mate. Was a chef with chocolate salty balls, mate. <laughs> that was a Christmas number one. Did you just say? There you go, chocolate soy balls. Got to play a little bit. Can't get away with it otherwise. Um, <laughs> no, it was actually number one on the twenty seventh in December, nineteen ninety eight. But around Christmas wow. time, anyway. And it, and considering of, of all the things that were happening in this pay per view, there's a few people wearing a South Park shirt, so it makes perfect sense. To be totally honest, I didn't manage, to <laughs> mate. <laughs> I couldn't have planned this any better. To be totally honest with you, <laughs> but I thought you'd find that funny. Uh, obviously, you're a big South Park yeah. fan, and uh, so yeah, I just found that absolutely hilarious. Um, I mean, do you want to get into the, Do you want to get into the first match, mate? Yeah, yeah. Let's get into it. Okay, so this is SummerSlam 1998. It was August 30th, uh, as I said, 1998, and in Madison Square Garden, um, there were certain moments of this. Mate, I was getting flashbacks of the Rumble because of the outside the entranceway where they that short entrance they used to use at MSG. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but yeah. Um, so the first match of the night is Mr. D'Lo Brown versus Val Venus, and I did pick up on the fact that he's now residing from somewhere in Finland, I think it was. I forgot. Yeah, Helsinki, 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 Helsinki was there we go. Um, and to be honest, do you know what? I was disappointed, because in my head, I was expecting the, you're looking at the real dude now, music, and then <laughs> it, it, it wasn't there, mate. I was gutted by that. This is this is nation D'Lo Brown, remember, not... Uh... 
Yeah, yeah. Not so I was going to ask this actually: is, is the nation is Farouk still in the nation at this point, or is there no, a fraction at, at this point, point? Rock is the leader of the nation because if ah, you remember, okay. Austin Austin won the title from Michaels in '98. Same year, the same year, and then amazing. and then the next night on Raw, uh, yeah. DX uh, Triple H took the reins of DX. And also, the nation turned on Farouk oh, and made the, Rock the new leader. That happened the same night. Yeah, I believe it was the same night. Oh, mate! Because I, I remember. Didn't know. Because I remember. I remember King making a comment like, "What a night this is." Um, uh, Farouk is out of the nation, and now it looks as if Shawn Michaels is out of DX. Wow! If that, if that, I'm gonna have to double check that, man. But if that's true, that's. Do you know, I'm sure I've heard that on commentary. I'm sure I've heard that. Mate, you could be. I mate, mean, I mean, this is more your area of the mind because obviously I didn't start watching until 2000. Now, although I've seen matches and stuff, you know, from that era and before that, I've never, like I said, I think to be honest, mate, I don't think I've watched any pay per views. Um, I've watched, um, like I said, I've seen matches. But I've not seen pay per views. I've all seen like the documentary, like the Austin versus McMahon uh, documentary they did was really good. It sort of, you know, filled out that rivalry really good up until about '99, yeah. I assume. So it was really good. But yeah, um, so I mean, I've seen like oh, actually that's a lie. King of the Ring. Um, uh, was it '98 when Mankind flew off? Yes, King of the Ring. So I have yeah. seen that in its entirety. So, but there isn't many. You know, you know. Apart from two thousand forward, going backwards, I've seen plenty of matches. I've seen like Bret Hart's and Shawn Michaels' Iron Man match and Mania and stuff like that. But I've not seen the whole shows. You know, um, I have seen the whole WrestleMania where Austin becomes champion, but there isn't many. I can't put it this way: I'm finding them hard to. I think it may only be King of the Ring and the WrestleMania. Is it fourteen? When Austin became champion, so uh, you know, yes, it was WrestleMania 14. Yeah, so I've not seen many past that. So you know, you're gonna have to point out a few more for us. We've got plenty of time, mate. Plenty of pay per views. Obviously, I don't know. I can't. I don't know what pay per views after SummerSlam this time, um, but I'm sure we can make. Uh, we can do something. You know, for every. I think for every pay per view review we do, in terms of nowadays, we'll probably do a. We'll do a classic on Patreon first. And as well as to sort of coincide with it, maybe as well as all the other stupid things we got planned <laughs> going forward. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, Dilo Brown versus Valvinus, mate, European Championship. Obviously, if you have listened to my um, or mine and Nick's uh, top five WWE bouts, you'll know that uh, the European title made the cut for me. So I, I do like this title. Um, to be fair, mate, I don't know what you think of this match. I love this match, to be honest. I mean, the it, it, it is a good match. I mean, as as a show opener, it's a bloody good um, match. As show openers goes, it's a good match. It's a good it's a good story being told as well with the whole um, D'Lo Brown's chest protector. And, yeah, what's that um, about? I was I was hoping you wouldn't know about that. Right? Do you know we're going forward a bit here? But I need to introduce him now to explain the situation. Okay. Did you recognise the guy that was? The Owen Hart's trainer in his match, Dan Severn. Did you recognise him at all? Uh, I've heard the name. So you said, sorry, you cut off a bit there, mate. So you said Dan yeah, Severn. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, Dan Severn. Dan Severn, yeah. Yeah, well, he basically, was... long story short, he is UFC royalty along with Yeah, I, I, I got that vibe because of the match later on in the pay-per-view. I kind yeah. of got that anyway, vibe. So, yeah. um, a, few, I, a few months earlier or sometime before this, D'Lo Brown was having a match with Dan Severn and he's got him in some sort of a... Sort of like a, a bit of a, a full mouse where he just pins his arms and just pulls his arms back behind his um, behind his back 
Oh yeah, okay. And so then they're saying pectoral, the referee's there asking Dilo if he wants to submit. He says no, and then you just see Severin just cinch it in that little bit extra, and Dilo just starts screaming his head off. Just to think, man, bear in mind I was about ten years old at the, at the time this was happening, so I was like, Jesus Christ! It's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fair enough. But yeah, so that's the, and then he apparently had tore the pectoral muscles. Um, uh, and so that's the reason yeah. for the chest protector. But um, obviously, J- uh, Jr. is saying in the um, in the commentary that this happened a fair while ago, and his pec should have healed by now. Yeah, I picked and up he's on that. Using in the... the protector as the protector is more as a dis- for an advantage over his opponents rather than for its intended purpose. Yeah, uh, the um, it, it get me vibes of like Cowboy Bob Orton because obviously I know who that is because he came back in and obviously seen some of his older stuff but he had that cast on his hand didn't he for a long time and would use it as a weapon so uh, it gave me vibes of that Um, the match itself man it starts off slow in fairness Um, yeah but you know sometimes you gotta you gotta uh, what's it say crawl before you can walk and you know walk before you can run yeah exactly because it's a competition between two competitors and they're trying to but something I did like about it, mate, which we don't have anymore, the referee, uh, the sorry, not the referee, the announcer announced there was a sixty-minute time limit, and we don't have yeah, time limits anymore. anymore. And it's 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 a shame, really. So it always gave it that, especially when it was a championship match, you had a longer time limit, so it always gave it that vibe. But uh, you know, I'm not going to lie. When I when the match started, I'm kind of you know I'm watching it, but I'm like, okay, you know, this is all right, this is all right, and it just escalates and escalates and escalates, and then you think it's over. And then it, then it's not over. And then I remember um, Val coming off the top rope and uh, D'Lo catching him with that like sky high and hitting him with that that power bomb sort of you know as they call it on the commentary. It was freaking. It was a great match, man. Um, I got annoyed by the fact that it's all right for D'Lo Brown to wear the chest plate, but it's not all right for Val Venus to wear it. <laughs> and then the yeah. referee grabbing his leg. What the hell's the referee yeah, doing, man? Dude. Do not see that anymore either. I mean, as JR says, I mean, you never put your hands on an athlete unless you're forced to. Um, All the referee should have like done there said, was utilize yeah, the five count. That's what he should have done. Yeah, you know, that's but, what he should have done. Really, yeah. But part of the story, though, as it went along, and um, you know, eventually, it's a bloody good match. I don't really know um, the the stuff they do in the match, the the moves. Um, it's just what I get nowadays. You get people complaining about rest moves and stuff, and it's like. Well, it's not. It is a rest move, but at the same time, you're trying to work down your opponent. Come on, buy into what we're selling here. <laughs> so, yeah. a lot. It's a. It's but it is a, for an opening match at SummerSlam for the European title. How many European title matches can you pick up and go? That's a freaking excellent match. This is. I think this is one of the up there. To be honest, mate, for a European yeah. title match. Um, I was really impressed. But not just that. It. What you were saying about um people saying about rest moves and that lot. I mean, you've done a little, you've done a, you've had your bit of training with it comes to actual wrestling itself. So, you know, you know what it's actually like to be in that ring. <clears throat> I don't, but I'm with all those lights blaring down on you and the, it's warm, the, adrenaline, the adrenaline pumping from the crowd and everything like that. It, you are going to get tired doing it. So. I mean, 
in terms it's... of in, sorry mate in terms of mine i only did basic and i only did, ever did academy matches i only did one or two so i never but that was in front of the other trainees so i never actually did it in front of a crowd in fairness yeah but i did commentary for evw a lot of a while back and just being sat and doing commentary under the lights is sweating so the, these guys and women are just running you know there's doing it's cardio there's moves there's flips and i'll tell you what mate when you take a bump on the i have done that you take a bump on the mat if you don't do it right, you can lose your breath. It does knock the air out of you sometimes, coming off the ropes yeah. even. So, yeah, um, I appreciate you bringing up my training. I wish I'd done more, and I wish I could have. But, uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, part of it was um, just money and job, and the other was uh, health, to be honest, mate, as it turned out in the in the end. Uh, different story for a different day. But, um, yeah, uh, but I still would have got involved with it and stuff, and it's good. But, yeah, you've got to have that, but it's not... I don't look at it as a rest move. I know it is. We all know it is. I, I think some people get too hip to wrestling and like they love to use the words like heat and oh look he's he's drawn color and all this kind of. And do you know what I mean? They get too bogged down with the the technical words and forget. And, but then normally when the, the normally the people that you hear complain about oh it's a rest move blah 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 blah, blah it's coming from the people that have never actually done anything anything in the ring themselves. They have absolutely no clue what it's like. Yeah, um, in just a normal wrestling match, let alone one of at this of this caliber. To be honest, how I put it is, you, you if when you watch a film, you see, I don't know, I don't know, freaking Matt Damon in Born, you know, in the Born films, and you think, oh, that was cool when he jumped off the building. Yeah, he didn't do it. A stuntman did. Wrestlers are the actors and the stuntmen rolled into one, and women, sorry, but uh, you know, they are taking those bumps in the ring. And I tell you what, yeah. You can put your arm up, you can do this, you can land properly, but I'll tell you what, you still walk away with welts and sometimes bruises and sometimes even worse. Um, you know, you you're, you might end up walking out with a broken arm or, you know, you might not be walking out at all in some cases if you're not doing it right. So that's why they train. Um, and you've got to be a fairly, uh, um, fairly, at least a decent, um, decent cardio on you, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Otherwise, you get blown up. Uh, but yeah, back to the back to the match, mate. Um, I mean, obviously, I liked it. You said you liked it. I mean, it's a bloody good match, to be fair. What the fuck is the ref doing? As I said, um, but other than that, um, the ref the ref ultimately costs Valvinus the title, and Dio oh, yeah. walks away. Yeah, um, and I love the fact that Valvinus because because we, we see multiple attempts of him trying to hit the money shot, which is a splash off the uh, top rope. And he just doesn't get it. And eventually he does get it because he hits on the ref once he's been screwed out of the title, essentially. <laughs> so, you know, um, it is good, man. I do like when Valvinus came out. Two things. When he's doing his entrance with that towel and he's taken off and he's doing that whole, like, you know, rubbing it on his ass and sexual thing that he does. When the when his name comes up, if you pause it, I didn't mean to do this. I paused it to answer the phone. When I look back up, I've got Valvinus on the screen with the logo. And where he stood, it looks like he's naked, apart from this Val Venus is covering, well, Val Venus. <laughs> um, and the other one was, I've. Uh, what does he say? You probably remember this better than me. Uh, his, uh, his comment, um, yeah. uh, uh, the big Balboski has arrived at the Big Apple. I came, I saw, I and came I came again. I'll tell you one thing, though. People always go on about how, how the divas were used back in the day is not using them in the in the in the way that they should be used like they are nowadays but i'll tell you what 
the women in that crowd and the way they're looking at Val, it's not much different from the way the men looked at the women back then. So. It is, yeah. I, t- I thought, to be honest, those women they showed in the crowd, and I no disrespect to them, I thought they were plants. To be honest, I thought they were like, uh, but they were there for the whole show. At least I saw one of them later on. So I'm like, okay, fair enough. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I'm not going to score the matches, mate. To be fair, I, I love this match. I love the story that was told in it. I was actually genuinely frustrated that Val Venus didn't walk out with the European title. And I yeah. will, I will admit, I kind of want to find the next episode of Raw the next night to see if anything happens. Do you know what I mean? Because I've not seen any of it. So, um, you know, I love the match. I thought it was really good. Um, well, I don't think I have actually as well. Yeah. Oh, you haven't? Sorry. Not that I, I, I can't remember. Obviously, it was over. It was what uh, fourteen years ago. So oh, there you go. So uh, yeah. Um, then I got a little bit disjointed, mate. Oh, wait, what am I talking about? Fourteen years ago. Twenty twenty-two now, mate. Years ago. <laughs> yeah, twenty-four, no, not twenty-four. What the hell am I talking about? I Keep wish it was twenty-four. <laughs> I know it's late at night when we're recording, but that's no excuse, all right? Just geezers. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got a bit disjointed with this next one, and you actually had a complaint about this. Now, I didn't. I thought it was a bit weird the way it cut, um, but it's kind Tai versus the Oddities. Um, now, I've seen. I have seen a pay per view where the Oddities come out, and they have like a quite an elaborate entrance, and the whole crowd get involved, and it's a good thing. <laughs> so fun it's so, so fun has this been cut out of this cut yes it has it has because the ins- insane clown posse who does the oddities entrance come out and they do the their entrance live they have it playing in the background as well but they do the the two member the two uh, group members actually do sing along with it oh okay and Unlike the DX band, the Insane Clown Posse are bloody brilliant. I have to there and do try, it live. Try, I, I, do you know what? I tried Googling it so I could send it to you so you could see it, but I couldn't find it anywhere. But I do okay. recall hearing years ago that there was some sort of problem. I don't know whether it escalated to legal problems. I can't I remember exactly, so I'm not going to say anything about what I thought it was. But there, yeah. I, I think they had a bit of a falling out between the ICP and the and the WWF management. What it was over, I, I've never really been told for definite what it was. But I don't. I think things got a bit frosty towards the end. Oh, okay. So that might be the reason why it could be a totally different reason. I don't know, but it'd be interesting. But to... yeah, it is. It is really. It is really fun watching their uh, watching their ends. And you said about. Um, uh, Golga having the uh, South Park shirt on. When he comes out, he's actually got a re, uh, um, you know, those real like um, the like plastic dolls of Cartman. He's got one of those, the um, like a, a stress ball, the ones that you can squish in together. He's got a big uh, Cartman one of one of those. It's so funny. Oh, okay. Uh, were they? It's a, re- I mean, a really fun entrance. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not, I know who the, I know who, like who um, some of them are. But I'm not overly familiar with them. But there was something I want. I don't know if you know this, and I'm sure many people do. I mean, it's very. Di- I mean, Kai and Tai for a start. We'll go there first. Kai and Tai, as I know them, are Funaki and Tanaka. Is that right? Yeah. Um. So yeah. you know the 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 whole evil and stuff like that. Yeah. So um. So when I saw this group of all these others, I was like, Who the hell? And I, I recognised the one because I remember seeing the clip during one of the raw anniversaries and it's a uh, you know the whole storyline with Val Venus and his missus in it and they're choppy off the uh, PP as he says um, um him crying over his new shoes in this match I mean, this is a comedy match to be fair mate isn't it at the end oh, of the of day it is. of course it is 
it is so fun. But even JR says it in the commentary. Well, we never had times this one to be a classic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I was actually, and again, I, I don't know how what else he he has done in terms of wrestling, but I was quite impressed with Kurgan. To be fair, he was quite good in this match. I mean, the others were kind of weird and odd. The oddities. Only one of them. The only one of them that I have no clue over as to who they are is the giant silver. Because obviously we know Kurgan because he's also gone on to do um, acting roles. He was in um, uh, Sherlock Holmes with um, Jude Law and Robert Downey Jr. He was in 300 with um, oh, you know Gerard what? Butler. Hang on, hang on. Before you go too far, I didn't know you knew this because I, I, I recognize Kurgan straight away from the film Pacific Rim. Oh, I haven't seen Pacific Rim. Oh, so. okay. So, he, so you're aware of his acting career then, basically? Is what yeah, I'm aware now, of so. his acting career. And also, Golga, um, I believe, I'm 90% sure of this, he is, in, before he got the Golga gimmick, he was Earthquake. Oh, right, okay. I think, I say, I'm not 100% sure, That'd but be I'm interesting 90% to know, mate. sure it's him. That'd be interesting to know, actually. Uh, we'll have to revisit that at some point. But yeah, this match, I haven't got a lot to say about this match. It, 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 I was, to be honest, I was a bit indifferent to it because the way it started, it's like the cut was really bad and I'm like, what's going on here? Um, yeah, if I hadn't had the entrance, it would have been, it would have been probably, a lot better. Yeah, I probably, that, I, their entrance in this match is absolutely brilliant. Uh, the tie-dye t-shirt and the trousers of Kurgan is like, what the fuck is going on? Um, but it is of its time. I haven't really got a lot to say about this match other than, you know, it was fun in places and you know towards the maybe the last 10 minutes of it it was actually quite fun to watch but other than that i don't have a lot to say about it to be honest mate yes i know it's just confirmed golga was earthquake before oh okay do you know what i was going to do my due diligence and actually google it but i thought oh nick will know (laughs) 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 so there we go um now ironically i watched the jeff jarrett uh on the um stone cold uh stone cold sessions and i'm sure many of people have seen it um, so this is quite ironic that we lead into the next match, really. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Hair versus hair match. Uh, Jeff Jarrett versus X-Pac. Um, Howard Finkel, uh, basically Jeff Jarrett, you know, got don't piss me off on the t- on the guitar and everything. Um, X-Pac had a good run. It's like the one, two, three kid on X-Pac for a little while, didn't he? It just didn't seem to shift the gimmick in like 2000, 2001. He could have probably maybe... He didn't evolve, I don't think, the character. So eventually kind of dwindled off into the sunset but you know he's come back and been in the hall of fame with dx and all that so you know it is what it is um had a good career xbox to be fair i think he's been european champion tag team champion intercontinental champion i think as well light heavyweight champion he had the light heavyweight title and the wcw cruiserweight title during the um invasion angle so you know he's he certainly got his list of accolades yeah yeah i mean the only title he didn't have was the heavyweight if you look at it that way you know so in terms of WWF, anyway. So, um, yeah, remember that for later. Okay, oh well. Uh, um, so the uh, hair versus hair match. Um, there wasn't much given in this other than Jeff Jarrett's being a bit of a twat, <laughs> basically, uh, and then ends <laughs> and ends up cutting Howard Finkel's hair. Um, which, to be honest, there wasn't a lot to cut in the first place. He should have done it years ago. Um, <laughs> and you know what, mate? Howard Finkel coming out with X Park. Uh, not only with the DX top on, but also with the bow tie still showing as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of... The, I don't know why it reminded me of this, but it does. Yeah. Um, it reminded me of the um, 2001 Royal Rumble when Drew Carey comes out. 
and you get King turn around and go to Drew Carey when he's in the room. Take your glasses off. You're not a Dudley. <laughs> yeah. I love that 2001 Royal Rumble. It's a freaking great pay-per-view. And the Royal Rumble itself is amazing. Um, but yeah, it's something quite disturbing seeing Howard Finkel doing the socket chop as well, to be honest. I'm not going to lie. Um, Being out of time as well, by the way. Something I picked up on this pay-per-view. Yeah, out of time completely. Uh, something I picked out on this pay-per-view, mate. I don't know whether it's the way the ring was then or the way they mic'd it up or the way the guys were. Because every... I mean, the oddities and the kind time match was... You know, it is what it is. But most of the matches, when they're sort of slamming them or hitting them into the corner, man, it sounds... They're working quite uh, snug, I think. And uh, working... You know, they're hitting each not obviously not really hitting each other, but you know what I mean. Um well they're laying in their shots then, I suppose is a better way of saying it. Um and the sounds coming off the ring sound really like oof, that sounded like it hurt, you know. I don't really know how to describe it, but it sounds harder, I suppose. Yeah, I, I think I think the way that I would I I was thinking if you were going through them, I think maybe like the ring sounds a bit rickety. Like there's a couple of bolts that need doing up a little bit more. So that you get that extra, you don't get that extra rattle from the ring whenever like a foot hits the floor or something like that. Okay, I wasn't sure if it was the way. Maybe, they, maybe, uh, maybe it is. Maybe the ring was harder, than, or these guys are just working a lot harder then. Because every match felt like it was hard hitting as well. It didn't yeah. feel like I th- again, apart from maybe the kind Oddities match. Uh, but although there were moments in it, but like you know the the, the European title match and the, you know and this one felt very hard hitting. Without and I don't mean with weapons. I mean, like the wrestling, and I don't. I don't know how to describe it. It, just, it was really cool to watch. To be fair, mate, is what I'm getting at. Um, the hair versus hair match. Uh, do you know what it was? If it, I was because I've never seen the only other hair versus hair match I think I've seen is uh, Edge versus Angle. So this is only like really the second one I've seen. Um, yeah, but uh, I mean, you know. Some of your, what are some of your favourite parts in this match? I, I loved this match, to be fair. They told a good story. Uh, they were laying it in, and um, there were some good moments in there. A good camera cutaway, by the way, when X-Park went for the uh, Bronco Buster, and Jeff Jarrett actually got his foot up, apparently, into the groin area, but we didn't see it because of the camera cut. But Howard Finkel's yeah. protesting the referee that this happened. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, I, I was. Uh, you were saying about X Pac um, when he was in the WWF. I mean, I, I was a big fan of X Pac um, when I when I started coming back when I went to WWF after going from WCW. But no, I like the uh, like his martial arts background that he has, his uh, educated feet, as they like to use to say. Um, and then the way you have the Southern Justice get involved towards the end as well. And then the way that the way that Dennis Knight swings that guitar at X Pac's head. <laughs> just as he ducks out the way of it, Jesus Christ, he was swinging for the fences with that. Well, I'll tell you <laughs> what, it's a good job. If it's X- a good job we did Yeah, I was going to say, because he swung that. I swear I could hear the. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I swear I could hear it. When I was watching, I was like, holy crap. And I, did it come. Then you, hear, then you hear JR go trying to Mark McGuire Xbox. Now, I believe Mark <laughs> McGuire is a baseball player. So I'm assuming that's yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not a baseball well, fan. Yeah, so. ignore me. But, um, but it would make sense. But it's kind of poetic justice because based on what I'm aware of during this run, uh, Jeff Durrett's used this guitar on quite a few different people. He's been shaving oh, yes. other people's heads and all this kind of stuff. Um, so to get the uh, guitar to the face, and it, it was a bloody boom as well. It was a freaking... I know they hold oh, yeah. it out and it's, like a, it's designed to do that, but damn. 
I didn't mean for that to come out as uh, f- uh, Ron Simmons or Farouk, but damn, <laughs> it was a bad one. Um, again, I like this match. Right. I thought this was a cool it's, match. It's man. Got, it's got, as I said, it, it, it tells a good story. I mean, it, after the match, I like it as well when Southern Justice tried to get um, Double J out of the ring to get him out of there, and then the next thing you know, the Outlaws come out with those chairs and think, nope, nope, you ain't taking him. Yeah, no thra- uh, Mosh and Thrash as well uh, coming out. Draws, I and think. Draws. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, there was quite a few in there, and every time they were cutting bits off of Jeff Jarrett, it was landing on like uh, either yeah, Howard's head, Howard's head, and they were use, using it as a wig and all that kind of stuff. It was quite funny, to be honest. Um, they do try and get, um, they need to get Jarrett out of the ring, so they're trying to carry him out the back to finish his haircut, but he slips away. And then uh, Southern Justice, did you say I wasn't sure who they were? To be Southern honest. Justice is the tag team. It's a uh, Dennis Knight. You may know him better as Midian. Oh, okay. Um, and I, I'm not sure who the other guy is. I think. Have you watched the um, the recent documentary on um, on the network, uh, Table for Five? It's basically the Undertaker's old old clip buddies, uh, the BTS. I've not crew. watched it yet. Actually, no. no, I haven't had a chance to. So yeah. I'll have to I give that a go. I can't remember what his name is though. I, I apologise to the bloke, but I, I can't remember his name. Nah, that's all right. But yeah, it was a, it was a cool match. This like there's a few matches tonight in this uh, pay per view that I really liked. Um, in the European title match, and this one was good. You know, I like this as well. Um, uh, so after that, we uh, we're going to le- lead into Miro, Jacqueline versus Sable, and the rookie Edge, which is so weird to see him as a rookie. Tell you what, I, I I watched this pay per view back because I knew we were going to be watching this. I thought, oh, I forgot about Edge. Well, earlier in- I, thought, I thought you might like that with Edge being there. Yeah, yeah. Well, earlier in the night, we see Edge just in the crowd. And I wasn't sure if this was his debut or whether he was, um, or what was going on, really, I've to be got, honest. So. I've got a hunch that this is his pay per view debut. Oh, okay. But again, uh, I could be wrong. Yeah. You might be able to tell me what's going on here because we cut to an interview, I say an interview, a segment with, I know him as Michael Hayes outside the Lion's Den talking about this upcoming match later on. And yeah. They, and they have him listed as Donk something or Doc something. Doc Hayes. Doc Hayes. Doc like, Hayes, he was known because that was that was the first name I knew him, but I never knew him as Michael Hayes until so after. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, I knew him as Michael Hayes. Though, so. I think the reason that they did that is because um, is because uh, when he transitioned from being a wrestler into like commentary and that lot, I think I can't remember if it was him that wanted to do it or if it was Vince that insisted on he doing it. I think it might have been him, his idea actually. Um, he cut his hair. So it was like basically a new stock. So I remember if you if you know Michael Hayes from the Freebirds, he had like the the long blonde yeah, hair. Yeah, I've seen I've seen footage and stuff. So yeah, looks a bit like looks a bit like Dog the Bounty Hunter, if I'm being honest. Um, <laughs> and um, but yeah, he so he cut out new look, new new job, so to speak. Um, so yeah, that was the first I'd ever known of the man. I yeah. didn't even know he was a wrestler at the at the time. I mean, as I, said, I was only ten when this came out, so. Oh, okay, fair enough. So yeah, I you know I I've always known him as Michael Hayes. So it was I was like, what? Why is his name Doc? Whatever it was, <laughs> I think it was. Did it say Hayes? I don't know. Doc Hendricks, I think his name was. There you they, go. They, so yeah, I did, I was like, why they called him that? It makes no sense. Uh, but there we go. Anyway, we move on to Miro and Jacqueline. Now I'm familiar with the Miro Sable sort of story. Not all of it, but most of it. Basically, he oppressing her and you know treating her like garbage when she was really the star. Basically. Oh yeah, uh, she stole the show in, in yeah, that. Yeah. Um but Mira and Jacqueline. Now Jacqueline I believe was in like um a wonderful is it Ward of uh, Women's Wrestling or something like that it was called. I've forgotten what it was called now. I had it written down but I've lost it. 
Um, we're all, uh, yeah. Anyway, if there's a docu- there's actually a series based on it on Netflix. Um, Women of Wrestling, I think it was called something like that. Anyway, uh, and uh, I think uh, Ivory and Jacqueline came via that. So uh, you know, it was a thing they were trying to do at some point. I've not seen the series. Oh, right. I, I've not seen the I series. Know I know it's exi- I know it exists, but I've not seen the series. Uh, Sable comes out. We are told that she has a. She just says, grabs a mic and says, "Here's my partner." Uh, you think you know me? Uh, music hits kind of the to the one. It's not quite the one I know, but it's got the general gist of it, so you know what it is. I know where it's coming from. And I tell you what, mate. You talk about um, Sable's physical in this match and Jacqueline, and you talk about the way women it took from about twenty. I'm telling you right now, mate. Jacqueline, especially Jacqueline, especially. I mean, don't get me wrong; she was as hot as hell. But I think if you'd have placed Jacqueline in the women's division today. In her prime, she would dominate because she was... I well, mean, Sable as well, mate, to she, be honest. And Sable as well, to be fair. But I think Jacqueline especially, I mean, she could... She, to be honest, we were saying in a previous show about like the likes of China, um, Natalia, and Karma being in the Rumble. Um, Jacqueline could have easily been in a Rumble and held her own. Yeah, no, I agree, 100%. Uh, she, she, was, she was tough as nails, she was. But what I was getting at was like we had that diva era, didn't we, where they kind of had matches, but they were like three, four, five minutes, maybe six minutes, and they were basic, bare bones, apart from maybe Trish and Lita going at it, which was a bit later on. But they, you know, I don't know where this change in attitude sort of came from because it looked like at least with Jacqueline and Sable during this uh, mixed tag team match, mate, they were laying it in and they were they were beating the crap out yeah, of each other. Were- they weren't holding back. <laughs> exactly. And, it, you know, it was re- this mixed tag match was really good. I enjoyed this. I mean, I mean, you might you, uh, take away maybe Edge um, <laughs> spanking Jacqueline in the walkway. Um, other than yeah. that, I think this is a good wrestling match between these two teams. Yeah, I like the um, the teamwork by uh, Edge and Sable at the end. With the, it's brilliant, mate. It's brilliant. Uh, where he lifts her up and slams her down on... Um, on Mary. <laughs> yeah. I know um JR says something like every guy wishes they were Mark Miro. I'm like, no, I want to be Edge. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> so there we go. Um I mean there is a little bit in this match where uh TK uh, the TKO's hit, which is a great move anyway, by um Sable. I love the TKO, it's a great move. But when she goes for the cover, she's kind of advertising the break because she kind of the way she covers Jacqueline, she's too She's not on the shoulders, mate. Basically, is what I'm getting. At. You watch it back. She's not. Yeah, yeah. That's my only. My, the only two gripes I have about this match is the what happened in the walkway between Edge and Jacqueline. I don't think it needed that. To be totally honest, I know it got to pop out the crowd and everything. I don't think it needed it. And uh, Sable advertising the fact that Miro was going to break up the pin. But other than that, mate, this was a great mixed tag team match. Yeah. Any favorite moments in that, or is it just? Uh... Um. I mean, more so now, obviously, I didn't know it at the time, but it was nice um, watching it back in the day and seeing um, Edge uh, uh, as the rookie in the company. That was nice to see. And he's undefeated um, at this point as well, isn't he? So, Yeah. 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 So, How long before we get Christian was- coming along then? Christian. Um, Gangrel comes along before Christian. Okay. Because... If I remember correctly, Gangrel wanted Edge to join him. And then this is obviously what leads into the Brood storyline. Um, and 
then they had a match or I can't remember if Edge had a match against Gangrel or Edge had a match against somebody else and it was an important match like a title like an intercontinental or European title match and Gangrel brings Christian down to the ring now Christian was introduced to everyone as Edge's brother not not just the best friends that we know them as nowadays yeah, um, I, I, I didn't. So that was how I can't remember exactly what it was. I don't think it was that long after this, though. I hate the fact because I had stu- look on the, I had look on the, I had look on um, Wikipedia just to see all the matches and that lot, just so we, I knew what order we'd be doing the matches in. And there is actually a uh, there's pre there's pre show matches which I didn't know, and one of them, if I, unless I miss unless I looked at it. Well, they yeah, do, there we go. They do um, Sunday night heat, don't they, beforehand? Yeah. That would is what it was. H, so two H would have been second match on Sunday Night Heat. Good thinking, Batman. Um, was Gangrel defeated Dustin Runnels or Goldust as we know him as? Um, so yeah, so Gangrel was around at this time. Now whether that was he was just on Heat at the time or whether he'd made his Raw debut by this point, I'm not sure. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I thing is, I know they with the Edge and Christian thing. What I was trying to say was. Um, when they dropped the mantle, they were no longer brothers. Obviously, when they were sort of both retired, they, was, they just became best friends. And it's like, but you kept the gimmick going between Undertaker and Kane for a long time. Um, we all knew that they weren't really, but you kept it going. So I don't understand why they had to drop the Edge and Christian aren't really brothers thing. So, but there we go. Um, great tag you team. Know what? Finishing something that up. Um... One of my old jobs that I used to have, uh, there was a lad that was also there that I worked with, and he was interesting as well. And he was, I said to him the one day about Triple H and Stephanie McMahon being married. And he looks at me and just goes, mate, what the, what the bloody hell are you talking about? It's all fake. I was like, mate, look it up. They are actually married in real life. <laughs> and he's like, shut up. It was, it was a work. It was, it, was, it, was a, it was a story. It was like, mate, Google it if you don't believe me. They are actually married in real life. <laughs> and he just wasn't having it. I was like, okay, on your break, just Google it and I'll take an apology. And he came up to me later and said, yeah, sorry, bud. Well, it sounds like somebody <laughs> else I know when I told you who uh, Undertaker beat for his 10th victory at WrestleMania and I said it was Ric Flair and you went, no, it didn't. <laughs> but I who know, what to... frat was that? It was you, mate, and you had to pay for my football <laughs> yeah. session the next week, if I remember rightly. So there we go. Um, uh, you know, when you think you're right, you think you're right. You're wrong, but you think you're right. <laughs> um the <laughs> I sent this to you earlier after this match. Uh, so uh, Sable and Edge get the win. Uh, Edge goes back through the crowd where he came from. I like that touch. The him being in the crowd kind of. I know I didn't really watch WCW, but again I've seen clips. It was kind of like that Sting sort of character, just in the yeah. wings waiting. When I whether they did Definitely, that, on, yeah, yeah, got the same thing from that. Like the same vibe they had. I know I don't know if they did that on purpose or whatever, but it was uh, quite a nice, um, quite a nice little um, thing. Uh, that they did uh we go to we come to um mankind backstage and he is um got to defend the tag team titles against new age outlaws uh but basically was i think was it this bit or, or am i thinking a bit earlier because anyway he goes yeah no that's it yeah he vincent man convinced him to compete in this match basically he has to go against the outlaws on on his own without kane in a handicap match for the tag team titles um and when he does the whole DXing, I've got 13 words for you. How much wood would a ch- woodchuck would if a woodchuck could chuck wood? <laughs> you, you that. I, I, I did, yeah, but I gave it a go, mate. Unless you want to try it, it's up to you. Um, uh, how much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Do you know what? Well done. <laughs> 
that was one of my favorite pay-per-views i've heard it many times before. yeah I, I loved it mate you got 13 words for you <laughs> it was like what the hell um i gotta give you a little uh, little cheer here for that i was brilliant mate <laughs> uh no it was yeah you got it yeah it was cool man uh yeah but um mankind always gives a good promo to be totally honest uh uh, he was brilliant um i think one of the best ones i've ever seen i think most people will agree was the jr ones to get to know him as a character a bit more and then obviously you know yeah those were really dark but really good as well really good yeah really good again i you know i wasn't necessarily watching it at the time but it was cool and i think one of my favorite and I saw this on a. I, they had a videotape out, uh, Three Faces of Foley. Uh, and I had that back in the day when I first started watching. To try, I was almost like all these documentary videos they would do were brilliant because I could then study the old stuff because while well, I was watching the current stuff. So I was, even though I didn't see the whole attitude era, I kind of felt like I've seen most of it or at least the good bits. Um, but uh, the, uh, the, the Cactus Jack reveal for the first time when he's got. Oh such a cool moment dude love mankind and then cactus jack coming out and that music hitting and that it, to be fair that match is really good as well to be fair um that he has against uh hurst houndley at the time in that uh street fight he has on raw really good um yeah mankind just delivers a great uh promo there really yeah. it's a bit fun Props to triple h in that match though for the way he sold that pop when they said that when they had the cactus jack reveal oh, oh yeah okay yeah yeah it's, it's um yeah he sold that if he hadn't have, he could have just stood there and did nothing and it wouldn't have meant anything, would it? Crowd were loving it, but if you see Triple H's face and he's not buying into it, then you kind of go, well, why isn't he reacting to this, you know? Um, yeah. Now, I've never, I've heard of this, by the way, but I've never seen it. So this was interesting. And I'm, I'm talking about the Lions Den match. Um, the way they had it set up, it was adjacent to Madison Square Garden, I believe. It was in the theatre, they said. In, a, in the theatre department, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And this felt like a, <laughs> either a movie set for a film that had street fighting, or like cage fighting in it, or um, <laughs> uh, it was like somebody's... <laughs> it was like an illegal cage fight going on or something. It was so uh, random. But you know what? This was quite entertaining, mate. I mean, I, I don't know much about this. I Severin was outside. I know they told a good story in the video package um, of Owen Hart kind of ripping into Shamrock and stuff like that and to submissions and then him training with Severin to I guess ready for the Lions Den match. Um first off, is it called the, the Lions Den match or was it dubbed this after? It was I think it was it was called the Lions Den match because the if you hear the um if you pay attention to really pay attention to the commentary, um JR says that the Lions Den is the name of Ken Shamrock's gym where he trains UFC fighters. Oh okay. So that's where it got the name and everything. But it's actually really interesting as to how they got to this point in their rivalry because before this, um, they had a match. In, now, obviously, you know what the dungeon is with regards to the Hart family. Yeah, of course. Yeah, hope, yeah. 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 Um, they had a match actually in that basement. Um, oh, did they? I didn't know that. Yeah. I can't, remember, I can't remember what pay-per-view it was. I would guess it was the one before this, whichever that was. And then, because that's what you hear in the in the promo that plays before it, you hear Ken Shamrock go, Owen Hart, you're stepping into my world now, the Lion's Den match. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Um, and so then that's where, that's where that comment comes from. And, um, and so, yeah, it's just a really good... 
really good uh, es- escalation to the uh, rivalry for me. And you were saying earlier about, um, I can't remember who it was, you're on, but with X Park saying that he was a former European, former intercontinental, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. former tag team champion, Owen Hart. If it wasn't for those tragic events at the uh, Over the Edge pay per view, he would have been another Grand Slam champion, in my opinion. Yeah, he, he was bloody good. Yeah, he was. Yeah, no, no question. Um, I feel like in terms of the match, like I was kind of when I'm looking at it, I was just half expecting them to go to the top and fall off and all this stuff. If that was to happen nowadays, it probably would end up like that. Um, yeah. I love the fact that he kept it in the ring. And um, was it a submission match? Because there was no referee in there. I'm assuming it was meant to be a submission match. I don't remember hearing. No, no, it was. It was. There was a pinfall. If you look, if you watched it back, there was actually a referee on that roof edge bit above the cage. Yeah, I know. I told, but there was no pinfalls. I don't think was there. It was all. They were all trying to just. I thought thought there was pinfalls in it personally, but I could be wrong. I mean, I know. I may have missed it. It ended. Yeah. So, um, but I love the fact there's a one bit where. Ken kind of runs towards the cage, goes up halfway and jumps back towards Owen. And I thought it was bloody brilliant. It was like Matrix before it was even a Matrix film out. Um, or the way that he uh, or the way that he got out of that um, chokehold that um, Owen put on him where he walked up the side of the cage to flip himself over yeah, to get brilliant. out of it. It's a bloody brilliant match, to be honest. We see, like, you know, Elimination Chamber and all this kind of stuff, which is good. But I'd like to see a Lion's Den match nowadays. I don't know how they would reintroduce it. But I would like to see another one of these. <laughs> so, but I feel that it might get tainted because it might become more of a spot fest because of jumping off the top or something. You know, um, problem with you get like with. Um, I mean, I suppose I, I don't think it's doing any disservice calling it a gimmick match. Because I mean, that's essentially what this match is. But it was a good match. To be fair, I enjoyed it. Um, it felt very. I felt uncomfortable kind of watching it because of the the setting they were in. I think not just because of the cage. I mean, the crowd. Like I said, it felt like it was like somewhere where you shouldn't be watching an illegal fight that's what it felt like to me watching it you uh, expect um you expect um oh you expect uh brad pitt and um, <laughs> yeah fight club going on here <laughs> oh, what's the other actor's name you'll know what was the other actor's name uh, ed norton edward ed norton. norton yeah yeah uh obviously you do you're trying to just keep the the, the mantra of what happens at fight club stays at fight club <laughs> the first rule of fight club is sorry you do not talk about Fight Club, is what I meant to say. The saying I was doing was the Vegas one, which is completely wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, amazing. Um, I, I love this match, mate, to be fair. Uh, I'm actually impressed with what they managed to do in it as well, considering there's a slope there and everything. So, And I was worried a few times right, so when... It's not exactly the biggest of working environments. No, it's not, no. Um, I was worried a little bit when um, Owen Irish whipped Ken so hard, I thought he was going to go through that bloody... Uh, yeah. the the chicken wire or whatever. So I was a bit yeah, but it was good, mate. Um, I don't know how many lines den matches there were. Was this the only one? Or I think there was one more, but I think it was a hardcore uh, version, and it was um, it was either a lions den match or it was a cage match. I'm pretty certain it was a lions den match though, and it was Shamrock versus Steve Blackman. Oh, okay, and. Uh, tied to the top of the of the of the den were weapons. Oh, okay. I don't know if you know a lot about Steve Blackman. He was um, yeah, lethal weapon Steve Blackman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, was around yeah. when I was watching. Um, yeah, no, I could see that. It was you know, I was just wondering if there was more than one. But yeah, I was just trying to figure out how they could um, bring that back. Maybe, but maybe that might leave. if if the NXT was going the same way it was back maybe back in about 2018, it would have been cool to have it then. 
Rather, you know, but they brought war games or, back. So. I, just, I just thought of where they could bring it back. I mean, or, it's too late now, but it would have been a good match to have between uh, Lesnar and when Kane Velasquez came oh, into yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Not that he did very well when he came into it, but still. <laughs> I think it was all hype, wasn't it, to be honest? <laughs> to be honest yeah, on that one. Um, there we go. Um, yeah, I like this match. Uh, it was good. Um, now, I mentioned him earlier. We're going to move on to uh, Mankind versus the New Age Outlaws. Now, this is a handicap match, mate. Um, we're getting on to the home straight now. Um, I don't really know what to make of this match, to be honest, mate, because obviously there's a, there's a bigger story going on here that I'm not aware of. Um, in terms of Kane not turning up, and uh, I'm based on what I heard on commentary, this is when Kane and Undertaker sort of became yeah this a team. Is when yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, mankind swinging for the fences. There's a couple of moments in this match uh, that tra- them Tracy smacking with. I mean, mankind managed to hold his own a little bit in the opening sort of segment, but um, the outlaws bring out a, a dumpster as well. And I thought, oh my god, I remember I've never seen the clip of. Um, Mankind and Terry Funk being put in it in the New Age Outlaws, you know, throwing it off the stage and stuff. And I don't know whether this is Have after this. Have you never this. seen that clip? Huh? Have you never seen that clip? Yeah, no, I've seen it. That's what I said. I've seen oh it. Yeah. God. It was in the... You said you never seen no, no, no. no okay, I have sorry. seen it. Come on, listen to me, boy. I have seen yeah, sorry. it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mankind tries to, you know, fend off the New Age Outlaws. It's a bit of a weird mix because I think the crowd are kind of split here because they... Obviously, it's two versus one they like mankind they kind of like dx in the new age outlaws at the moment so i think that it's one of those weird ones where the crowd doesn't know what to do who do i cheer for you know um i mean you've got jr trying to justify the outlaws all the way through the match he is yeah he is yeah they're here to take care of business yeah they're they're, they're just you know here to because this is the situation they've got now it wasn't their plan it wasn't their Mm. you know they it's not like they've taken out kane and he's not here now so yeah, that's what I mean. Even on commentary, you can pick up Jr. Like you had said, almost justifying, like you said, their, their actions and everything. I mean, it gets a bit heelish towards the well, after they because the New Age Outlaws win, they become tag team champions only with one bout. I don't know what the other bout is. I'm assuming Kane has it. Um, but I mean, there's a bit in this where they uh, do that sort of concerto thing with the trays, even though we haven't heard of a concerto. Oh at this yeah. Point. Um, if you look carefully, the New Age Outlaws do really well here to protect mankind. Um, and also... Yeah, when they sort of angle it so the top meets and takes the most of the impact yeah, before yeah. the bottom bit makes contact with his face. Yeah, it was clever yeah. of them. And also the spike power driver. I, well, I always worry about spike power drivers because after oh, what yeah. happened to China. But um, if you look at it, I can't remember who's holding mankind up. I think it's Billy Gunn. But he angles it so if he does, if he's going to land on his head, it's going to be on the side rather than you know straight on the top. If you watch your bat, mate, you'll see what yeah. I'm on about. But I think that they did really well to protect mankind, even though mankind's known for taking crazy bumps, obviously. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think they did. I, I think they did. It was a good match, but you knew it was at least from my point of view, mate. I can't speak for anybody else or what you felt at the time, but I felt that yeah, New Age Outlaws are going to leave with the titles here. And yeah, it's only. One way, yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've got much more to say about it to be honest, mate. I mean, they throw mankind into the dumpster, and then all of a sudden, Kane appears from it, and apparently, he's been in the bloody thing the whole time, and then slams mankind with a um sledgehammer, which we don't see him hit him with it, but obviously, it's implied. Um, yeah, my words, it implied, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, JR again. <laughs> 
does brilliantly on commentary to sell this moment of uh, I've smacked, you know, oh my God, the noise. Um, so yeah. Um, mate, to be honest, mate, we're about to move on. It's quite possibly one of the best ladder matches I've ever seen, to be totally honest with you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you've got I wasn't lot- able to appreciate it because obviously my age when I first watched this match, but going back to this match and watching it is, oh, it's so good. It is it good. Really, I mean, I mean, everyone goes on about, everyone goes on about uh, Brett, uh, not Brett Hart, sorry, uh, Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon um, as, and how good of a ladder match that was. But this one is the one that does it for me because it is just such a good match. It's definitely, um, it's yeah, it's a bloody because they build it in a in very. I mean, in terms of the match, if you look at it, the high spots aren't. They're there when they need to be. They're not overly doing them, and we're actually we do have a bit of a wrestling match where we have the ladder. I mean, I'm not saying it's forever, but I'd say about six, seven, maybe even eight minutes before we even see the ladder get involved. Um, yeah, got to mention obviously ringside. We've got China, and then uh, man, uh, mankind. Mark Henry makes an appearance as well. Uh, again, uh, nation. I was my my assumption. Um, yeah, I mean to be honest, mate, I found it a bit weird because earlier on in the night we see Rock doing a promo backstage with the shirt on and the glasses, and this looks like the People's Champion that I when I watched started watching is the babyface. So it was yeah, weird to yeah. see him like that for me because, I yeah yeah I've seen Rock is heel in two thousand three. It's that first. I, I, that always makes me laugh at an interview. Well, the yeah. walk is thinking about slapping the yellow right off your teeth if you keep asking stupid questions. <laughs> yeah, he was brilliant with the comments, uh, the uh, interviewers and stuff. When he and the thing with Rock is he always pushed to do his, especially when he became babyface. I think he always pushed to do his promos live, so they weren't pre-taped. Yeah. I'm not sure about here. I think it was live uh, as it was going, but um, yeah, um, it's hard to. It's not a spot fest. It's not over the top. Uh, and the key moments are freaking brilliant. I mean, even though it's not, it's a no disqualification match because it's a ladder match. The winner is to climb the top of the ladder to grab the IC title. Uh, earlier in, on, on Heat, we saw they showed a clip of it. I didn't see it, but they showed a clip of it of Rock attacking Triple H and hitting his. Uh, yeah. uh, I think it was his right leg with the title. Yeah. Um, so you've got Triple H coming in. And even that's weird for me because when I saw Triple H and Rock, mate, their roles were reversed. So, but as I found this yeah. match, as yeah, I f- they would be, wouldn't it? Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but as this match was going on, um, the crowd, I think, were cheering Rock as well and Triple H. The new, but it, maybe it's just a New York crowd. I don't know, but it seemed to be as the match was progressing, especially the last maybe 10, 15 minutes. The crowd were I not I wouldn't say they were hundred percent split, but I would say at least sixty yeah, forty. There was there was a brief time where you can hear a Rocky chant start, and then after after a few seconds of it, it turns into Rocky sucks if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So you've kind of got a mixed crowd there, which um, you know is it does happen a lot more nowadays, but it it didn't seem to happen as much as far as I'm aware. Um, you know, unless you went to Canada, maybe, and if the hearts were heels, they'd be cheered, and if they were good guys they'd be cheered doesn't matter yeah. <laughs> so um, that's because they're from Canada so it makes perfect sense um, but yeah mate I mean I don't really know what to add to it the match was great we uh, get some blood in it uh, tr- Brock's uh, busted open as um, you were saying about the um, China and Mark Henry being at ringside and as you said it was obviously a no disqualification because it was a ladder match but I felt like 
China and Mark weren't overused because a lot of times you'll get a match where there's somebody at ringside, and I find that they just get involved way too much. Yeah, it might just might as well be like it might as well be like a. It doesn't give the the match the chance to um, build naturally because it just it's like when somebody gets involved, okay, yeah, it can bring that extra layer to the match, but I sometimes find that it cuts away the momentum. Yeah, yeah, you got to pick your... That's what I mean, this whole... I mean, even the Oddities match, mate, to be fair, to a degree, you felt everything had a purpose in this pay-per-view. Um, I'm not saying every match was amazing, because it wasn't, but um, Triple H and The Rock, I think, uh, to be fair, stole the show. I think this is oh, a match yeah, of the night. Oh, yeah, absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt. Even, even um, Undertaker and um, Austin said in in interviews after the fact that I've seen them, and they said, like... They were in the back thinking, "How the bloody hell are we supposed to go and follow that?" Yeah, man. And when when Triple H grabbed that uh, Intercontinental Championship, mate, the crowd pop was amazing. Yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah. If you've never seen this match, ladies and gents, I would recommend uh, watching it. Um, it's a it's a freaking good match, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Another thing f- that I like about this match, though, is uh, well, not so much the match itself, but I miss the really good like um, catch up video promos that they used to do. They still do it nowadays, but not as much um, before the matches. So, like when you had the the Rock and Austin's WrestleMania 17 uh, video package before it to um, oh right, okay. The promo you mean the promo video to show people yeah. that's what's been going on if they've missed anything. Yeah, because the one the one for this one for Triple H and the Rock, it's a really intense video and it's really really good. I mean, it gets you really hyped up for the match. Yeah, no, yeah, it's really good. Um. Yeah. Did they? The, the the negative from this. It's not even from the match, mate. And I think you've already touched upon it briefly. That DX band. I don't know whether it's the guy is just God. not good or whether this. Because I could hear in the background. Can it go louder? And I heard a no. So I'm wondering if they had sound issues as well. But um, oh, did you? I swear, mate. I I swear, try have a look back after. Have a listen back later and see if you pick it up on it. As um, it's just as the song sort of starting. I think. Um, I, it wasn't good, um, and I just didn't enjoy it. To be honest, I wish they'd have just played the the studio version. You know, are you ready? The, the, the you know, intro, I love. Just, the yeah, intro. exactly. It's amazing. Um, I always like the uh, um, Run DMC on the Aggression CD version, you know, the King of Rock. Cool, they did with the D. Oh, see, I, know, I, I didn't like that. I preferred the original. Fair enough. No, that's fair enough. Um, I, can, I can see why you'd like it. I can see why you'd like it, but it, it just wasn't. I, what I was do you mean? What, how? Well, you know, what you do you know mean? Me? I don't like change. <laughs> well, okay, you you are an old man in a slightly older man's body now because you used to be an old man as a young lad now you're you are getting there now so it's it's, it's becoming socially acceptable now for you to be a grumpy old sod to be fair so <laughs> um overall mate I, yeah as i said match of the night for me um and to be honest the main event is not bad but when you've got to follow that uh, i want to mention quickly obviously uh, I say, obviously, if you're not towards the end of the match, we think you know it's going back and forth. You don't know who's going to win. All of a sudden, Mark Henry throws chalk into Triple H's face, um, and then uh, China. And so basically, as it ends up, Triple H has managed to when Triple H hit that pedigree, by the way, which I think was um, before the chalk throwing. The crowd went absolutely mental for that. It was brilliant. Um, uh, they get to a point where they're both at the ladder. Triple H is slightly blinded from the chalk, can't find the title. Rock's getting there. All of a sudden, China gets in, low blow to the Rock, crowd pop for it, and then Triple H becomes Intercontinental Champion. And again, like I said a minute ago, the crowd absolutely explode. 
Um, it's really good, mate. I, I can't really say anything about much more about it, to be totally honest. It was a freaking great match. Watch it, people. <laughs> you heard it here first. It's in the recommendation. <laughs> I'm sure it's been said elsewhere, mate. It's, a bloody, it's been around for a while. It's a bloody good match. Um, we move into Stone Cold versus Undertaker. Now, you know, I was quite hyped for this, to be fair. Um, I've never actually seen this match. Um, overall, I liked it. Um, there was a, f- a bit of a botch, I think, with that stunner. I don't know what quite was going on there. Um, uh, I think it's when uh, Triple H, uh, sorry, when Stone Cold gets thrown into the rope, into I think it's the ropes or the ring post. Austin comes out backwards and he's trying to hit a stunner on Undertaker and it doesn't quite land properly. Um, don't get me wrong, it's not as bad as Vince McMahon's uh, taking of a stunner this past WrestleMania. In oh, 20- God. <laughs> <laughs> Worst stunner in history. Um, Followed up second by the time, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you might know a bit more about this match than I do, mate, to be fair, in terms of the backstory, but what are you thinking about Stone Cold versus Taker? Yeah, very hard to follow Triple H and Rock, but what it, are you it, thinking? It's, it's, a, as you say, it's, it's an okay match. It's not, it's not Undertaker and Austin's best match against each other, and even they've said that themselves, that it's not, they've got, they've had better matches against each other, but they prefer more than this one. Um... Uh, but no, I, I, I still really like this match. I mean, as you say, it, it, it does its bit. And I really like the part where, because all the emphasis was on Kane and Undertaker being rumoured to be in, in cahoots now. Um, but then even when Kane does come down to ringside, Taker sends him back. Yeah, that was good. Uh, to part of me actually, That was a nice touch for me. Yeah, the part of me thought, actually, when um, I thought Kane might reappear during the match and then Mankind might come out and have a bit of a brawl with him in the R way and then take yeah. it back out but that didn't happen um, obviously I say obviously the match goes on it's hard hitting I'll tell you what mate the crowd popped big time when Austin landed that Luthers press I know it's one of his moves but the New York crowd loved it when he hit that Luthers press on Taker yeah um, there's um, you were saying about a botch earlier with the stunner there's actually another sort of botch in this match um it's when Undertaker goes for uh, Austin's whipped into the ropes, and um, I think Undertaker's looking to do like a, a flip, flip him over over his back, and so Undertaker leans down as if he's bowing in front of him, and Austin just comes and leaves his head above the top of it, and Taker throws his head back and um, catches Austin right on the chin, oh, I didn't and it know just so. stuns him, stuns him completely, and then because uh, I remember I remember watching an interview with Austin about this match. And it was um, it was Earl Hevner, I believe it was, doing the refereeing for this match. Uh, I and, think so. Yeah, I would assume yeah, so. And and um, he uh, Hevner comes over to check on Austin after this happened. And, uh, Austin's like, "What's what's going on?" Because I think he said he had a concussion oh, yes, from yes, the yes, yes, I've, I've heard this. From the, now, yeah, from the, and Earl Hebner goes to him, "You in the garden, boy?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was Earl Hebner. Yeah, no, I. It's not until you got to that part where I was like, "Oh yeah, I do. I have heard that." Yeah. I, I no, I didn't pick up on it. Although Jr. it says something about him being a bit not silly. So I, but you know, because they're commentators, they're you know telling a story as well as the you know the people in the ring are as well. So yeah, uh, I didn't necessarily pick up on that after watching back. Yeah, um, yeah, a great match. To be fair, I'm glad that it ended uh, fairly. Um, uh, Kane does come out and stand by his brother after in the R way after after Undertaker's like sort of like handed the belt doesn't shake Austin's hand I don't think if I'm remembering this rightly but he does hand no. him the belt and sort of uh, there's that sort of moment in between them where they in, he acknowledges him 
And that's it. And it kind of ends there, really, with Austin celebrating with the title. Um, uh, and Austin survived another day, basically, as a WWF champion, mate. So, um, yeah, it was a good match. Very hard to follow. It's a bit like um, Hogan Rock, you know, and then Triple H and Chris Jericho main event. <laughs> Having yeah. to follow that sort of crowd noise, you know. Um, you could put on probably the best match in the freaking world in the main event after something like that. And because of the crowd being so hyped from the other one, like I said, hard to follow. So, yeah. Um, I mean, final thoughts, Ember. I mean, what do you think? I mean, I know it's your first ever pay-per-view. Um, this is your first ever... I mean, how did you watch it? Did you watch it live? Did you borrow a tape? Or? I, I taped it uh, using the program, program the, uh, the VCR to record it. <laughs> oh, God. And then uh, watched it the next morning when I got back, or the next afternoon, I should say, when I got back from school. Yeah, I mean, that's one benefit at the moment, mate, because the pay-per-views are on a Saturday night now, which means they're on late or early Sunday morning for us, so we haven't got to worry so much yeah. about being at, well, in our case, school or work, <laughs> if you're in this country. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, overall... Uh, another, thing, another thing that I like about the old school pay-per-views as well <clears throat> is that I think you've mentioned this before as well. How many times in this pay-per-view did you hear JR go, oh, uh, they they call the moves as they happen? Yeah, they yeah. You don't get much of that nowadays. I, which... mi- I, I miss that, mate, to be fair. I mean, there was a time when I used to know every, what it was called, or, oh, that's like a modified this, or a modified that, or an inverted this, or, you know, you could <laughs> call out. Um, one thing I didn't say, actually, in the European title match, when uh, I think it was Val hit a DDT, it was it was sold properly and didn't do the cover straight away and was treated properly as it should be, <laughs> not a kick out of one. It's a frick. You're being dumped on your head, mate. Don't kick out. You know I'm get. You know I get robbed when it comes to DDT. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, overall, there, mate. I mean, we might as well because we we rated uh, Money in the Bank this past uh, this past episode. So, uh, from Money in the Bank 2022, what are you think? I know you might be slightly biased because it's the first one you ever watched. What yeah, watching I will it back? Be, I will. I am going to be slightly biased. I mean, I think this is a. Uh... I, I know this out of five, mate. Might be everyone's favorite. Oh, out of five, I'm gonna go. I'm not gonna give it a, a, a five out of five because I think that is going a bit too far. But I'm gonna give it a solid. I'm gonna go. <laughs> it's between it's between four and four point five for me. I I can't. I can't really make up my mind between it. I mean, it's it is what it is for me. I mean, it's. There's the nostalgia side of it as well, as I said. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, this being the first time you've seen the whole pay-per-view, your opinion will probably be the uh So, you think four, four four and a half then, basically? Between Uh, four and four and a half. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to give it a five. It's not a perfect pay-per-view by any stretch. No, no, no. Uh, no, But I I, I will... I wouldn't give it a five. I would say, if you didn't have The Rock and Triple H on this, I would say it's probably a 3.5, maybe a three, to be totally honest. Yeah, it's good. I, I it's not bad, but with the Intercontinental Championship match, I think uh, it's a solid four, to be honest, for me, mate. And it's my real first time watching it all the way through. You know, I've seen clips and stuff of certain things, but I've never seen the. It's different when you watch it in its entirety because you get the whole thing, don't you? Um, I mean, the mankind Vince McMahon, sort of him trying to convince him to fight the outlaws. Um. I don't think it. I don't think it was overly good that between them two. To be honest, I mean, mankind saved it with the whole "I got thirteen words for you." Other than that, it was a bit weird <laughs> until that point. It was weird anyway when he said that. But you know what I mean? It was, it was entertaining at least when he did that. Uh, so yeah, solid four for me, mate. To be fair, um, so yeah, good pick, mate. To be honest with you, um, 
At some point, we will do my first ever viewing, I suppose. Maybe around Royal Rumble time, ironically. Um, but uh, that's it, mate. I think, to be honest, we've uh, we've done pretty well there. I think it's a good pay-per-view. I, again, I've already said it. Match of the night, to be honest, was um, Rock versus Triple H. Uh, Nick, it's been great chatting to you, mate. I don't know what the hell we're going to do next, but you're going to hopefully you'll be back on at some point on SJP uh, World Media with me as well, uh, doing some more in the corner. So thank you very much, Nick. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's always good to chat to you. Uh, thank you very much for listening to the show. Much appreciated. Uh, if you're a Patreon, even more thank you. This is for you exclusively. I mean, SJP World Media people will not hear this for about two, three weeks. So you get it first on Patreon. So it's always important to give that a follow. Uh, main shows on SJP World Media comes out every Tuesday. Come and hang out, check out, and we'll be talking some WWE news, stuff that's going on, what we're excited about coming up on uh, SummerSlam, I guess. So... Thank you very much for listening to the show, and we will see you all again very soon. Want to hear this show first? No ads, no fuss. You can at patreon.com forward slash Benny Mac Productions. Thanks for listening.